On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about getting emotional over a game of football and I discuss why everybody is making it up as they go along. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 81 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Right, hello, hope you're well. You can probably tell in my voice that I am definitely more tired this week than I was last week. That wave of energy that I had last week when I recorded the podcast um, feels very distant right now as I sit here. Uh, it's like quarter to 10 at night. I'll be honest, I'm hoping to have this wrapped up by about 10 p.m. because I've got a couple of other bits I need to do before I sleep tonight. But man, this has been a long old week. It actually feels like far longer than one week ago when I last sat down to record. Um, Obviously, you know, it hasn't been. It has been seven days, but it just feels like an absolute lifetime ago. Um, What have I been up to? So, drove home from Wales on Saturday. That was actually a really pleasant drive. Sunshine, hot weather, music, lots of new music out right now from artists that I like, Sigrid, Ed Sheeran, Dave, Stormzy. Um, all we're waiting on now is Lewis Capaldi to actually release something for once, and then it's it's like a full house of artists that I like releasing music this year, so that's good. Um, but yeah, drove home from Wales, that was nice and easy. Um, I got back to Corby on Saturday at like 7pm, uh, and it was always my intention to this weekend coming... So not last weekend, this weekend coming, um, do a little bit of moving around and decorating and sorting out my room here in Corby. Um, But it was like 7pm last Saturday, I got home and I was looking at this wall. There's this wall of black patterned wallpaper that has been in my bedroom for years. And I liked it until I didn't. I just one day I looked at it and I'm like, you know what, I'm really fucking bored of that. And so this weekend coming, I was going to strip it off have a little play around, do some painting, whatever. Um, But I got in on the Saturday, 7pm, and I thought, you know what? I feel quite awake. I had probably broken my caffeine rule. I was feeling a bit buzzing. Um, And so I just started going at this wall. I started stripping off the wallpaper, which actually did me no favours whatsoever because in the little bit of daylight that I had left, uh, I just about managed to strip the wall and then paint over the myriad of colours that were hiding under that wallpaper to make it roughly white. Uh, Not that there was any real purpose in painting it white, other than I just couldn't stand looking at this multicoloured, horrible, like purple and blue and white broken wall for a day. And then on the Sunday, went to Wix, went to a few other shops, bought a few bits, and did some painting, sorted the wall out, built some flat pack chest of drawers, very very quickly got ready and then went to chloe's to watch england and fucking hell i never knew i could be so into so passionate about football like i had purposely for the whole of that weekend 
distracted myself so that I didn't feel as nervous because I think it's fair to say that everybody in England was feeling nervous last weekend. Um, but then it got to like 7pm and I was just driving there. And actually, side note, the roads were really weird at about quarter to eight last Sunday because there was nobody on the roads. And then every time you saw a car, it was doing like close to double the speed limit. Everybody was either already at home or at a pub watching the game or frantically trying to get there in time. Um, so, yeah, got there, watched it. That goal two minutes in like fucking hell the the noise that left my body when that happened is a noise that I didn't know I could make um and then yeah I mean we all know what happened I'm sure you know what happened you probably watched it um I felt a weird mix of emotions after that game because on the one hand I was genuinely upset like genuinely I never thought a game of football would upset me but I think that certainly this generation but probably also even like my parents generation we have for so long almost in a like joking self-loathing way said that we wish that England would win the Euros or a World Cup but I think it's fair to say that certainly in my lifetime I don't think we've ever really believed it um the semis of the World Cup a few years ago that kind of felt like it was becoming real becoming true but then for England to get into the finals for England to put a goal away two minutes in I just thought surely like surely this has to come off and so when it didn't it was just yeah it was a a mix of emotions and I think what plays into it more than anything else it's not just the football but it was like the uh, for example the scenes in Wembley I spoke about them either last week or the week before I forget when it was um the scenes in Wembley after we won, it was either the quarterfinals or the semifinals, and like the togetherness of the country and the songs and just everything about it, it could have been so perfect. And then it wasn't. But with that said, I still think it's incredible what that team achieved and what they did for literally millions of people to give us a summer that just needed cheering up, didn't it? Like there has been very little good news recently and yet yeah it just brought us all together and made us all believe is probably the word and so bring on the world cup in what is it like 492 days or something because it will be very interesting to see how we do and look all i'm saying is last major tournament we got through to the semis this major tournament we got through to the final maybe next time is the one who knows I also followed West Ham on Instagram today, <laughs> which is a fucking a step into the unknown because you probably know I don't watch football. I'm not really into football. But given how wrapped up I got in England during the Euros, given how involved I got with it all, I thought, shit, people do this all the time. Like every year for months of the year, they just do this and have this like emotion and follow a story. And of course the obvious, the only team that I would even be allowed to follow, I'm sure my brother's listening right now, would be West Ham. And so going to see how they do this season. Who knows? I know absolutely nothing about West Ham. I was saying to my brother today, actually, when I followed them, they did their um, like kit reveal with, with all their players. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea who any of these people are. Like, I have literally never seen these people 
in my life. But there we go. Um, wow, that was like a six-minute segment about football. Who would have thought that will never happen again? Um, work has been busy this week, like really, really busy to the point where um, I was just not getting a lot of sleep for a few nights recently. Just things have been hectic and it's one of those ones and times like this roll around in business every now and then when you have to take care of like the normal day-to-day running of the business and obligations and all of the stuff that is baked in and planned and then from the left comes a curveball that you still need to deal with, you need to keep your eye on but whilst dealing with that, whilst sorting that, you need to continue making sure that the ship say stays sailing. Fucking hell, that's a tongue twister. Ship stays sailing there we go and so um yeah it's been busy purposely been tracking sleep through whoop really carefully these last few days to just feel a bit better Uh, because i think there was like three nights back to back when i got fewer than six hours sleep helped in no part by the football and the diy and everything but it was just long and so um yeah things are a little bit closer to normality now very much looking forward to this weekend i plan to not even look at my laptop on Saturday. I'm just going to do no work, not think about work and just do other stuff. I don't know what yet, but anything but work. Um, There's been some more exciting progress on the bit of the business that we're building that I never name. Um, This week, a couple of cool things have happened, a couple of referrals, um, moving closer to uh, like going ahead with it fully internally like i've said before we've done the trial uh, we're having conversations with brands but it's getting very close to us internally pulling the trigger and launching again internally it's going to be a while i think until we make any noise about this publicly for all of the reasons that i spoke about last week but that's moving closer that's exciting um And then, yeah, Monday, I was in Corby, did some work, and then jumped on a train to London on Monday night, which was a fucking nightmare. Um, I thought it'd be cool that Corby now has two trains per hour to London, but two things need to be considered there. The first is that because there are two trains an hour, the timetable has changed, and it now takes like 15 minutes longer to get there, which was already a little bit annoying. And then we get past Luton, the heavens open there is just this like crazy downpour of rain and then some tunnel uh, on the outskirts of north london in front of us on the line gets flooded and so our train was stuck for like must have been about an hour just sat there on a train my phone was slowly running out of battery these new trains from corby have no plugs and i was just like man this is shit i wish i drove but finally got to london i say london i stayed in croydon which I think the jury's out as to whether that's actually fucking London or not really. It's so far out, but got to Croydon, stayed there the night. And then Tuesday morning, uh, jumped in an Uber over to the school that I spoke at. That was really, really fun. Um, I spoke about this on Instagram and Twitter the other day, just after it happened. But like, I have really missed speaking in public. It's something that there's this weird like, conflict in my mind every time an opportunity like that comes about because on the one hand I invariably feel nervous like 10 minutes before I need to actually stand on a stage and speak to people but then like 20 seconds into it as soon as I'm up there it's great and it's incredible and I love it and it just flows and it feels natural and I come away from it just feeling really happy because 
you know, I mean, the very early episodes of this podcast, I had a couple of talks booked and one went ahead and two got cancelled because of lockdown. And then it's basically been 16 months of week after week after week, me sitting here and talking my thoughts into this microphone, sharing ideas into this microphone, telling you the stories that I have learned in real time into this microphone. And yes, people listen, but there's not really a feedback loop, especially when it's a podcast, you know. There's there's no way that people can comment on Spotify or talk back and and so having the chance to just do it again after all this time to just pick up a microphone, stand up there and talk was great. Um, I don't really know how many people were in that room. Maybe like 70, 100. It was hard to tell because social distancing, everyone was like sat kind of spaced out. There were free schools. They were all separate. Uh, but just like the way that everybody was quite dispersed, it was hard to tell. But either way, um, it was a nice sized group. I have spoken in smaller rooms. I have spoken in bigger rooms around the number of people that were there on Tuesday. That was like a nice sweet spot. You could see everybody's face. They could all see you. Um, they could all hear me, although I couldn't hear myself because there was like a half to half second delay on the speakers behind me. So I speak into the microphone and then like half a second later, I hear myself and wow, did that throw me off for the first like 60 seconds. But once I got used to that, that was all good news. And then it was just fun to pull together the talk. I think I said last week that I was going to spend a lot of time really considering which lessons to put into this presentation to share with a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds to tell them things that I wish I knew when I was their age to save me some of the, I guess, challenges and struggles that I have since gone through because I lacked particular bits of knowledge or wisdom or whatever it might be that I now hold having come out of the other side of some challenges. And um, there were eight lessons. I think the one that was most important, and I kind of intentionally repeated it in three ways through three of the lessons in slightly different, uh, I guess, stances, was essentially the idea that everybody is making it up as they go along. Because when I was 18, I thought not only that everybody around me knew exactly what they were doing, right? I was looking at my friends from school going to university, going to get their degrees, moving to cities, making new friends, uh, finding sources of income through part-time jobs, all of these things. And I thought that these people know exactly what they're doing. And so as the person from my friendship group and frankly from my school, other than maybe one or two other people from my year group who took a really different path to the usual one, who took like a step to the left and tried to do something on my own, like it would have been really useful when I was 18 for somebody to just pull me to the side and be like, look, it looks like everybody around you knows what they're doing, but in reality, they do not. They are making it up just as much as you are. And by the way, when that 18-year-old gets to 21, they will still be making it up. And when that 21-year-old gets to 25 and 30 and 40 and 50, they will still be no closer to knowing exactly where their life is going. Yes, there might be a plan in place. Yes, there might be structures and stabilizers, but really most people are just kind of generally aiming in a direction and then making up the rest as they go along. And I really hope that I managed to push home 
that message, if nothing else, in the talk. Because I think it's just really important to know. Because when we assume the opposite, at least in my opinion, when we as young slash youngish people assume that those around us possess some sort of knowledge that we don't, when we assume that others around us are outperforming us or going faster or um, doing it with more intention, we then start acting in ways that don't actually serve our best interests, right? I genuinely think that this is where so many of these weird kind of social media fueled phenomenons come from, like people using filters on photos, people editing pictures, people buying clothes that they can't afford, people getting bottles in clubs with credit cards, all of this crazy shit that is like costly signaling to the world, I think is people's way of masking the insecurity that they have within themselves, that they're not actually progressing at the same rate that they perceive others around them to be progressing, that they think that they're missing something that others see. And you can avoid all of that, I think, by just realising, by just accepting that everybody is making it up as they go along. And I think that extends way out into the future right i think that extends into your 40s 50s 60s like over the past 10 or so years of running businesses on one level or another i've encountered a lot of people and i've encountered people right the way from uh, for example the kids in that school the other day right the way through to multi 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 millionaires and to this day Although, yes, I've met people with varying degrees of focus and intention and organisation skills and communication skills and so on. I don't think I've ever met anybody, period, who has like a complete rock solid, concrete, laser focused plan that is written out that they're going to follow and it's going to work and they're not going to deviate. Right. Everyone is just making it up as they go along. Fuck it. I'm making it up as I go along. Listen to this podcast. Go back like 10 episodes or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 episodes and listen to how many inconsistencies there will inevitably be between the things I say. Listen how many times I change my opinion or the business changes course or I phrase an idea slightly differently or word something with like a different nuance because actually I've shifted my opinion or I've shifted my perspective. Like this is a real time recording of me making it up as I go along. And then trying to post-rationalise things because that's what everybody is doing. So hopefully, if nothing else, that is one of the lessons that was taken by at least some of the people in that room on Tuesday. And it was nice afterwards. I had, I think, five people come up to me, ask questions. Interestingly, four of the five were really focused on asking about marketing and working in the marketing industry. And the reason I find that interesting is because I must have mentioned marketing for no more than maybe 40 seconds in that 30 minute talk and so if that's not like a a macro trend of a career path that young people want to go down in the future i don't know what is and then i got a couple of really nice messages afterwards in the evening i'll be honest i still haven't got around to replying to them for reasons that i mentioned earlier in this podcast like shit has just been busy but yeah it was just nice and like i said in the instagram post i did about this and in the tweet that I did about this. I hope now that things are slightly closer to normality, I can get out there and do more of this because it feels nothing like work. Like it is super rewarding, really fun, really natural. And yeah, it's just something that I've missed a lot. So hopefully I can do some more. 
Um, I think the last thing to tell you is that the podcast I recorded with Peter Watson for his podcast, Behind the Journey, uh, is out now. If you search Behind the Journey or Peter Watson on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to this, probably, um, you'll be able to find it. Uh, I just posted it, actually, and I said something along the lines of, that conversation with Peter is probably the most lucid I have been on microphone whilst trying to articulate some of my thoughts. I've done a bunch of, well, I've done fucking loads of these style podcasts, but I've done a bunch of podcasts with other people where I'm being asked to kind of shape thoughts in real time. And I don't know why, but it always feels a little bit awkward. It always feels a little bit clunky, I guess, just because I'm sat on a Zoom call with somebody I don't know very well. But because I know Peter so well and we've had so many of these conversations over the years it just feels like I'm talking to a friend because I am just talking to a friend and so I think that there's a a side to some of my thoughts that comes out in that conversation that I perhaps wouldn't have been able to articulate if it was just on my own like this I think that Peter does a really good job of probing and asking the right things and truthfully in in places asking quite I guess challenging questions but good questions nonetheless so i definitely recommend you go and listen to that and i think that is it so before i fall asleep because you can probably tell from my voice and my slurring that i am struggling right now um i'm gonna say that i hope you have a good week and i'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 82 of life and lessons see you then Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.